I'm a Black, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I am here at the conclusion of South by Southwest 2012. Uh, I'm broadcasting live from the Hilton, right next to the convention center here in Austin, uh, after a long week of South by Southwest music. I am joined here by Amy Dittmeyer from Heave Media and Sean Barrett from The Sound Scene. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Trying to wake up. Uh, I'm doing okay, all things considered. <laughs> We're alive. That's the most important part, right? Better than the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's early Sunday morning. It's not even noon yet. And uh, I know you guys have had long South by Southwest South by Southwest experiences. So thank you for, uh, you know, getting out of bed and <laughs> being here this morning instead of uh, sleeping until like three or four. Actually, getting out of bed this early seemed easier than ever before. Yeah. I knew it was done. So I was like, I know I'm getting up and I don't have to do anything. Whereas the other days I'm like getting up at 6.30. I'm like, oh, I have to get in line. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have to be on my feet all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys were covering, you know, respectively, I know, Amy, you were doing film and music, and Sean, you were doing music, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, how many years have you guys done South by Southwest, each of you? Um, this is my second year. Last year I just did music, and this year was my first year doing film, um, and my second year doing music. Uh, I have to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> I think it's number six for me. Wow. So. Yeah, so you're a, you're a veteran. I mean, how has this whole thing changed since you've been coming down here? Because, I mean, I've been coming here three years, and I've already seen it drastically morph into something different than it was. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for the interactive side because I haven't actually participated on that end. But as far as music, um, you know, even as soon as, uh, like, 2007, you know, they may only had 1,200 bands. Versus like the three thousand that they have now, uh, and they only had like thirty five venues instead of like the sixty that they have now, and the the big growth element and part of the challenge of South by I think is not necessarily all the official stuff, but the non official stuff is also grown exponentially, and so especially in a year like this when St Patrick's Day falls on the Saturday. And you have everybody kind of come into Austin anyways because they know it's going to be a party. Uh, I mean, Austin's a college town. That's going to happen. And it just makes it a lot harder to move from venue to venue when you have a couple extra thousand people on 6th Street. Yeah, definitely. Um, even like last year, I feel, last year I didn't have a, like a music band or a wristband, so I just hopped from unofficial event to unofficial event. And I feel like my options were limited, but this year I actually got a wristband, and I think the only, um, I only went to like two official South by Southwest music events, and everything else was unofficial, but they still had huge bands, like Andrew W.K. did the AV Club party, and he played three times. <laughs> um, so, um, it, yeah, like what Sean said, the unofficial stuff, even from like last year, has grown so much more, and it's everywhere. If you're willing to travel, you can see like anyone that you want. And there's also something to be said for, um, you know, five, six years ago down here, it was really concentrated into two small pockets. Well, a large pocket and a smaller pocket of there, everything's within the eight block radius of downtown, and then there's a pocket of stuff out on South Congress. And this is like starting last year, it started to change with stuff east of 35, uh, but this year was the first year stuff scattered all over the place. So you don't have to have a badge. You can run around, do a whole bunch of unofficial stuff, 
but you also don't have the luxury of just being able to walk anywhere, everywhere, anymore. It's stuff's a little bit more scattered. Yeah, I mean, that was a, th- a whole thing this year is that there were so many acts that I was like, I wanted to see, and then I looked on a map where they were, and it wasn't even just being lazy. It's like I've got a whole bag full of gear. It's impossible to get that far. It's impossible to get a cab. And I was like, I'm just not going to get there. It's just not realistic versus, yeah, in years past, almost everything was concentrated down here right on 6th, um, which was very convenient. You could just, you know, any place you walked by, there was music coming out of. I mean, the the closest we could compare it to in Chicago would be like if they took Clark Street from like Pick Me Up until Wrigley Field and every single bar there was a venue. But it really even goes beyond that. So um, how was your South by Southwest this year? Was it, you know, a good year for you guys? Did you find yourself thinking like, oh, you know, I wish it was this or that way, but or was it like a, a very successful outing? Um, I know I had a lot of fun. It was nice doing film and music once music started up because if I got too exhausted or there wasn't a lot of late night options for music stuff I wanted to see, I would just go see a midnight screening. Um, so it offered a nice variety. I didn't get burned out on either one. Like I felt for a while after seeing four or five films a day, I was going to just get really, really tired and not want to do it anymore. But like even starting on Wednesday, there were still films that I was going to see. So, um... I really enjoyed it. I definitely want to do film next year because the variety of stuff that they screened down here is so great. And you get to see movies like um, they did uh, Cabin in the Woods and like 21 Jump Street and like a bunch of really awesome horror films that like you get to see first until they come out like three or four months later after they get picked up. So I had a lot of fun, definitely. Yeah. For for me, every year is... uh... (laughs) It's a little bit of a different mixture, right? I, I try not to come in with the expectations of, like, I want this year to be like last year. Uh, you kind of you build your schedule. You try to achieve certain things when you're down here from a business standpoint uh, and a fan standpoint. And then, uh, you know, it, it's more important for me at this point to, you know, instead of running over and catching a band I can see at home in Chicago versus hanging out with somebody that's from Australia that... I probably won't see you until next year at South by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a really successful year this year. We we did a great event with uh, 16 bands on two stages. Um, we ran on time most of the time, which was good. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Amy also had an event down here this I year. I did. I did. Um, I teamed up with um, the guys from I Blame Yoko who manage uh, Son of the Sun, and we had it at BD Riley's. So that was awesome too. Like last year, I. Just booked so many interviews. I was running around the yeah. entire time, and I didn't really have time to enjoy it. So, like this year, after our showcase was on Wednesday at BD Riley's, and like after that, I'm like, okay, I can breathe and I can just see whoever I want. Um, but our showcase was awesome, and it was so cool. Uh, since this was our first one, it was so cool to see like Heave Media and all the stuff, and people saying um, our name and people coming in and listening to music and enjoying it. Um, Archie played, who Sean manages, um, and they were awesome as usual. So it was really, it was really interesting. I liked it a lot, um, and I definitely want to keep doing it. Sean's, I went to Sean's showcase too, and it was also really, it was really well organized. I know you had a couple hiccups, but I had a lot <laughs> well, of thank fun. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> How much work is setting up a live party, like a live showcase here at South by Southwest? I mean, more, is more it something? You- 
more than you would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is it something you start planning, like, in June, or? Uh, we started planning ours uh, we, after we did an event at CMJ for Let's Get Messy. Um, we started talking about and started planning for South by at the beginning of November, and we had secured our venue by the beginning of December. So four months ago, we already knew our venue, and then it was a matter of, you know, filling out the lineup, bringing on the sponsors and the party partners, and, uh, you know, putting everything together. And uh, it, it is substantial. Some days it was eight hours of working on the party. And, uh, I mean, there's other stuff on the plate, too. Like, everyone also has additional things that they have to do, and it's making room in your schedule and making it a priority. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. But it's also a lot of fun at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Luckily, I didn't have to do as much of the work. The guys from I Blame Yoko, um, Mikey and Vinny, did most of the, like... Heavy lifting. Yeah, most of the heavy lifting. But, I mean, me and Mikey talked at least once a week and sent I don't even know how many emails per week, like, figuring out the venue, like, doing our promotional stuff, like, solidifying our lineup. Um, so it was just a lot of organization, like, figuring out who's going to play, what time they're going to play, um... And we had, like, several lineup shifts, um, getting all, like, our image together and figuring out what we want to do. And thank God for them because um, I feel I'm lucky I didn't have eight-hour days just planning the party. And I just had to, like, come home and work on it for, like, two hours a day, like, all of February and January, just figuring out what we're doing. Um, But like Sean said, it was totally worth it. Once I was there and watching it, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I would do this every year and do even more work, like 10 times the work that I did originally. So, like, at your level, Sean, uh, for next year. (laughs) Well, and and, and kudos to the people that have come before us that have done this, too. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, she was like, JVTV. Yeah, Christian or JVTV. I mean, we did one day with two stages, 16 bands. They were doing four days. So that's like four times the work and uh it's you know they have a great crew over there they had the skips this year i'm sure they'll be back down at some point i mean it's a little addicting you know what and honestly like shout out to jbtv i I genuinely felt their absence here this year there were multiple moments when i was walking around or you know i'd walk past the trophy room or or i was out and i'm like god it, it you know it's a little bit depressing isn't the right word that makes it sound like it was a very sad experience down here but you know, it was a little disappointing. Like, I would see the trophy room, uh, and, there, you know, JBTV wasn't there. The local bands weren't there. Or I'd have a downtime in my schedule, and I'd be like, this is when I would go over to JBTV and catch, like, In Tall Buildings or Loyal Divide or My Gold Mask. And uh, it was, you know, it was not as much fun without them here. So we definitely felt their absence this year and uh, missed them. Hopefully they are back next year. Yeah. And, and there were, I mean, that being said, there wasn't a complete absence of Chicago yeah. uh, showcases. Brooklyn Vegan Chicago, Zach over there did a great job with uh, the Chicago Brooklyn Vegan show uh, over at Hotel Vegas. Uh, I know Brendan, is it Brendan? and um, Ellie over at Reggie's had a show over at Elysium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot of, there was certainly a chunk of Chicago artists that, while if you look at the official schedule, aren't listed, came down and did four, five, six shows. I know White Mystery had like eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, they played on a boat, I think. 
Yeah, they did. I met up with Francis, um, who's a good friend of mine, and I never got to catch their band because I was always doing things like randomly. But he was like, dude, I played on a fucking boat. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Really? And he's like, yeah. He was so like amped up and totally out of his brain by the time that I saw him. And I was like, good for you guys. Like, it's, it's awesome to see them because we... We're in a band together in high school, like a really, really shitty band. I don't want to talk about it. Well, it was a high school band. Yeah, it was a we'll high school just, band. We'll just leave exactly. it at that, you know? Yeah. And, like, seeing him come from, like, playing in our crappy little band to, like, playing with his, like, both him and his sister, like, playing, and I'm not going to see him in Chicago again until May. Like, that's awesome for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know who I thought really represented well down here? It's Ruby Hornet, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Chicago hip-hop site. They have done... A showcase this year and last year and i'm not sure if they did it before they might have um but they definitely have really held it down in a big way for the chicago hip-hop uh, community and culture at south by southwest they they do this like all-night showcase this year they had like show you suck um lep bogus boys rocky fresh yp just a, a lot of uh, save money crew a lot of really strong talent and those guys i feel like are really representing for chicago's hip-hop community down there every time i go to their festival i uh, or their showcase, I have a good time. And, you know, and you guys had yours as well. So you're right. Chicago was not... Um, Void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't not represented. It just... I think last year it was just that everyone was here. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, even with last year, I mean, Bottom Lounge did their thing over at Long Branch, which uh, was a little far away, but, you know, I cabbed over and walked back. And, uh, and you know, again, with without... Uh, Shuba's Lincoln Hall party uh, that they do it annually on Thursday. And, you know, that didn't happen. Bloodshot Records put on a couple great things down here as mm-hmm. well. Shout out to them. I mean, alt country, not maybe not everybody's thing, but it's a, it's a great crew over there with them, with Nan and Rob and, and Scott. So, um, and I ducked into their thing real quick, and uh, they, as always, they have a ton of people. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Amy, you were talking about doing the film, and uh, I had a badge where I was able to catch some film, but I know that that's something you're really down here professionally covering. How was the film experience? You kind of touched on that. but um, Yeah, it was great. Last year, um, my partner, Dominic, who's the features editor at Heave, did the film fest um, with another staff writer, Chris. So I felt like I kind of missed out, because like, for film culture, Austin has a great one, because... Like, unfortunately, we don't have anything in Chicago like the Draft House, where yeah. they're showing, you know, like, really good independent films, but also have original programming. Like, the first night that we were here on, oh my gosh, that was Thursday last week. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was four years ago. <laughs> so long ago. But we went to um, a pre-South by Southwest thing that was... Um, they were showing hip-hop music videos and subtitling them so you could sing along. And I'm like, we don't have anything <laughs> like that in Chicago. No. And it was so much fun. So it was, like, really awesome to really um, discover the film culture that's here. But the pro- from a programming standpoint, I only saw, like, one bad film, which mm-hmm. is great considering I was averaging four films per day when film was, you know, the big event with interactive Um all the horror movies were really great. I oh know, my god, there were so many good horror movies. I know we were talking about this earlier. I saw a lot of good like documentaries. I saw a lot of films that um, I probably normally wouldn't see if I wasn't doing a film festival. Yeah. So, and it's really interesting to see um, films like um, Mike Birbiglia had his film Sleepwalk with Me here, which mm-hmm. he's done on like This American Life and his one man show. It's interesting to, interesting to see him screen that movie and the next day get picked up by 
a major distribution company. Yeah. And knowing that I will see this film in theaters three months from now, but I caught it here first. Well, will you? You already saw it. Yeah, right. I you, probably you'll, will go You'll tell all your friends right. to see it. Um, yeah. Like we were saying earlier, uh, uh, we both saw a movie called VHS. Yes, which so good. this crazy, scary horror film that got picked up. And I would totally go see that again, probably because when I watched it down here, I was covering my <laughs> eyes 50% of the time. Wow, that really yeah, I, I asked her, I'm like, did you watch VHS? She's like, half of it. Half of it. The other half I was hiding. It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it was, it was really effective. You know what else I noticed this year? Um, just top to bottom, front to back, all over the schedule, like the panel side, podcasts. Podcasts are huge this year at South by Southwest. The live podcast experience every day had multiple podcasts as featured panel events where, you know, you had people podcasting live as a panel or doing it in front of a group of people as a presentation and stuff. And I thought that that was a really exciting obviously for me you know i do podcasting amy i knew you do podcasting it's very cool to see that uh being represented on a larger level here it really feels like that world is really kind of taking off i think that people are really starting to realize that there's something to it especially as other media um entities and options kind of like fall to the wayside you know Mm -hmm. yeah i went to um on the film side They had a couple panels. I went to one that was really interesting about um, interactive comic books for the iPad. Oh, yeah. So this guy developed a comic book that, like, as you go through panel through panel, it's like a movie. The music changes. There's slight animations. And then also just seeing um, a bunch of the YouTube channels that have regular shows, like Epic Mealtime had a panel here, seeing them talk about how they monetize something that they do basically on their own every Tuesday and are able to make a living of it. Yeah, it's inspiring. It, it makes me, uh, you know, it gives me a lot to think about. So, um, Sean, with the bands you had down here, I know you had Archie Powell, and I know you are involved in your showcase as well with Audio Tree. How was the uh, experience for them, like for Archie Powell? And I got to catch up with him a little bit as well for another um, interview. Well, for them as a band, I thought it was great. Um, at uh, at Amy's showcase, Archie ended up popping up on a table and giving somebody a oh rock and roll lap dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that. It was awesome. They were I, they were they were the closer for the showcase, and I couldn't think of like a better one because it was a pretty like high energy showcase. And then they just like took it to the next level. But yes, he did give someone an awesome table lap dance. <laughs> so I mean, I know they had a lot of fun down here, and it was it was definitely productive. Uh, the Audio Tree guys are, are great. They, they captured a lot of content, uh, both at our showcase and uh, their own showcase as they did it yesterday over at Swan Dive. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, uh, it's always, I wouldn't say tricky, but it's, uh, it's always kind of nebulous. I mean, a manager friend of mine kind of equates to South By as sort of like gardening, right? You come down and you plant a bunch of seeds and some things pop up. Not everything's going to pop up. And uh, you just kind of, Hope for the best, and some things bloom right away. And, uh, you know, I know some people definitely signed some deals down here, picked up new clients and all that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of the whole reason. Like, you come down to South By because there's a super concentration of other industry people. Uh, you want to come down and have fun, but there's the business end for me. For me, there's, there's you know, increasingly more and more the business end. Yeah. Uh, but... There's still a fan side. I almost got into Jesus and Mary Chain. I was only three people from the door. <laughs> oh, uh, brutal. But then, like, the other band I really wanted to catch was a, like, a super group from Shanghai called Duck Fight Goose. <laughs> like, that's not going to come to Chicago. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it, 
I'll see it down here. Awesome. I probably will never see it again. I'll probably break up before next year. I don't know. Yeah, I got to see. Uh, I think one of my big gets this year was uh, Fiona Apple played at church, and I, oh, yeah. I made it in there towards the tail end of who they were letting in, and that was uh, a pretty cool experience because that's not something you're going to see every day or ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you guys, you know, you've got your experience in the music industry. You're South by Southwest veterans. What advice would you give for artists and or industry who are coming down, who are maybe going to be doing South By for the first time next year? Um, for I, I think this goes for both artists and for industry people. Don't go too hard the first couple days because it will break you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you have to pace yourself over the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's one thing, like, if it's a show or it's a party and you kind of go, yeah, I'm going to rage. Well, but then you have... Four more days of raging. Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't blow your load early on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, actual advice for bands and, and management or industry people out there thinking about coming down. I, I always tell this, people the same thing. Usually around the beginning of January, people start talking about like, oh, I'm going to try to get down to South by. Well, submissions have already closed. You're not going to do yeah. it official. You don't have to, but the reality is you got to look at what you have going on and what you're trying to achieve by coming down to Austin. And, and see if there's a different way to figure out how to achieve those goals without competing against 3,000 other bands. Like if you're trying to get an agent's attention, well, start selling out shows in your hometown. That's going to grab an agent's attention. Yeah, You absolutely. know, there's more stuff you can do at home than you would think to grab the attention of people if that's your goal. Uh, for industry people, it's great to come down. If you're serious about what you're doing, obviously there's a, a cost involved. It's, I mean... I'll yeah. personally say this is the most expensive uh, expense that I have every year as oh a gosh. management company. Absolutely, yeah. But in the long run, it ends up being worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, and don't don't just start flinging your cards at everybody. It's more about the connections you make with those people than the the stack of cards you end up with at the end of the yeah. conference. Yeah, absolutely. And um, especially for the film stuff, like music people are so sociable. So I wasn't really worried about making connections once music started, but um, I mean, as a film writer, I know I'm pretty like solitary, and we all have very strong opinions about films. <laughs> so like the best thing, if you're a film writer and you want to come down to South by Southwest, like even if you're not on a website, just like get a badge somehow, come down and like talk to people in line. There were so many people just standing in line waiting for a movie, reading a book, and it's like. If we're all going to see Cabin in the Woods, you're all Joss Whedon fans or you're all horror movie fans. We yeah. all have something in common. And that's how I met the majority of the other writers down here or like filmmakers or producers or management companies. They were just waiting in line. Um, so I think it's also coming out of your shell. I know it's really intimidating coming down here. Like last year I was really intimidated and I didn't really meet as many people as I should have. But this year I was like, okay, Everyone's sociable in Austin, and coming from the Midwest, we're not always that sociable. So it's embracing that um, that what, aspect. What do you of mean? Being... We're more sociable than most. <laughs> that's true. That is yeah. true. Um, or maybe that's just polite. Yeah, <laughs> we're very polite. That is true. But um, it's just kind of breaking out of your shell and getting out of the like journalism, like I'm my own artist right. kind of thing, and collaborating and meeting other people. I think not viewing it as a competition is really important yeah. too, because. Uh, I know just my approach, you know, with the podcast, with, with networking, I've tried to feature other people's work. You know, I tried to connect with the Red Eye folks. I had them on the podcast. Uh, you know, you guys have your own websites. It, I, I, I've always thought that 
viewing it as a competition and you have to be um, standoffish towards other people in your field is a really bad way to go. But if you connect with other people, it it only strengthens your network, I feel. Yeah, I think anytime you're like standoffish or, you know, competition, unless it's a friendly competition, right? Yeah. But, I mean, if it's an actual, like, you did more than me or that, I mean, it's, it's just childish. It's no way to actually conduct yourself and, and be productive. Yeah. And there's something to be said for, like, some of the relationships you make down here. Like, I have a, a friend that I met the first year I came down. She's been down here this whole trip. Uh, and after this, I'm going to go catch brunch with her and her uh, boyfriend. Hey, she's great. And uh, she just happens to be a manager from Canada. And uh, she's somebody I genuinely consider a friend, regardless of what industry we're in. So there's those kind of relationships that are built up down here, besides just the business stuff. But if you're just going to run around and be competitive, like, oh, we had five more people at our showcase, or I got one more Foursquare badge than you, yeah. then, or I saw two more movies than you, you know, What's that? That's like junior high. Right? Yeah. It's not about winning South by Southwest. No, the, no, the only one that wins South by Southwest is South by Southwest because of all the yeah. money they make. Because <laughs> yeah. of all the fucking money they make. Absolutely. Um, any closing thoughts on the year or looking towards next year? Anything you guys want to go out on? I, I had a really good year down here. I always um, I feel like I get recharged at South by Southwest. It really gives me a lot of mileage that I feel like I can run off of for the coming months and the coming year, uh, things to think about, things to work on, people to connect with, things to do. So, uh, you know, anything you guys want to close out on, on your South by Southwest 2012 experience? I wish I would have known about that question before. Uh, <laughs> no, consider I mean, it a well, warning you, for next year. Yeah, well, while, you, uh, while you feel recharged somehow, I always feel like really drained. I mean, yeah. it's like a super, it's, it's sort of like the, the, you know, the San Diego Comic-Con of the music world, right? Yeah. This, is, this is the big thing every year, and every, it's so super saturated with everybody. Uh, but that's kind of what it's supposed to be, right? And uh, this year, uh, I thought was a great year, actually, for me. Uh, I can't speak for everybody. And, uh, you know, they, there's sort of an ongoing thing over the last few years that after people come down the first year, they're hooked and they, they don't need, you know, not coming doesn't ever enter their mind. Right. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. a slam dunk. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, what do you mean? Of course I'm going. You I know. pretty much decided I'm here till I'm 40. So. Yeah. Even this morning uh, when we were getting ready to head out, me and Dominic were thinking about next year. We're like, oh, next year we're definitely going to, like, we did house share there this year. And we're like, we're going to find a house share closer to downtown so mm-hmm. we can stay out later. Or, like, next year we should do our coverage like this. So um, I feel like I'm in the middle of you two. I'm, like, really drained because I feel like I've been down here for, like, four years, like you said. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's given me a lot of ideas, like, what to do with the site and our own content, like, how we're going to tackle the upcoming, like, summer festival season. Um, And just meeting all these different people, um, it's been great to see different aspects of film writing and music writing. Um, So I'm excited. It's definitely going to push me forward, but I'm glad I have today to kind of, like, get back to normal. Yeah, Before we sign off, let's hit, let's hit Haima with a question. Haima, oh, what yeah. was your best part of South By? Tell us <laughs> your, all your favorites. Uh, you know, honestly, like, as cheesy as it sounds, it was it was really getting con- to connect with other people. Um, in no, my, that doesn't sound cheesy no, at all, that's man. Cheesy. That's spot on. Yeah, in, in my personal life, my professional life, I work solo 98% of the time. I, I stay in my room, I'm on my laptop, and so much of my work happens there. I don't really have a lot of coworkers. I have a couple people I collaborate with on a couple projects, but 
by and large, it's a very solo venture for really the entire year. So to get here, to kind of be able to get out of my shell, talk to other people, hear about their experiences. It's not just that I want to introduce myself to people. It's that I want to hear how other people do things, learn how other people do things, hear what they're thinking about, what they're excited about. And to me, that's always the best part. It's just getting to really um, connect with other people, learn about their experience, and then consider how can I apply that to what I'm doing. And um, and again, I feel like it is a cheesy answer, but but this year was a really good year for meeting people and for going home with a lot to, you know, start thinking about applying to what I'm doing. It was a good year in terms of inspiration, and that was the best part for me. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, Amy Dittmeyer, Sean Barrett, thank you guys so much for, again, getting up early on a Sunday morning after 17 years of South by Southwest this last week and, uh, <laughs> and being on the broadcast. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, this has been the Dynasty Podcast live broadcast. This is Haima Black. I've been at South by Southwest this last two weeks. Um, when you hear this later, it will be a podcast along with a series of interviews that I recorded down here at South by Southwest. Uh, you can find all Dynasty podcast material, uh, social media follows, everything like that at chicagoverseunited.com and dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty at South by Southwest, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descent.